today on the Tearsheet Podcast. But what has really transpired through that time is a vast uh, majority of, or a vast chunk of our, our users, our developers, our customers are using Plaid not just for giving people greater capability in the apps and the FinTech apps that they're building, but also establishing that connection quite specifically through our, our auth products to understand someone's uh, bank information to then facilitate an account funding. And so it's really already been the case. Like even today, um, again, not a lot of people know this, but we're, we're powering over a billion ACH transactions a year through the connectivity that we're enabling. Welcome to the Tearsheet Podcast. I'm Tearsheet Editor-in-Chief, Zach Miller. A couple years back, Visa made a move to acquire Plaid, but the Justice Department ultimately scuttled the deal. The idea was if a company whose business it was was to create nodes at most of the financial institutions in the U.S. and with touch points at millions of customers, it wasn't far-fetched to see Plaid become a mover of money and not just financial data. Well, Plaid now does over a billion ACH transactions a year and is investing more deeply into its payments offerings. The firm recently hired John Anderson from Meta, who has a 20-year history with building out innovative payments platforms. I recently spoke with John about Plaid's positioning in payments and where it's headed. The company recently released Signal, an ACH risk assessment and scoring API. John Anderson is my guest today on the Tearsheet Podcast. Hey, Zach. My name is John Anderson, and I work at Plaid, and I lead our payments and uh, product teams here. Awesome. And I, I know you came from Meta. Maybe you could catch us up on, on how you got here. Yeah. You know, I, uh, I've i spent almost 20 years at this intersection of technology and platform and payments. Love it. And, uh, you know, my first job in payments, believe it or not, was way back working with eBay and working on our payment platform when we ended up buying PayPal. Right, remember this. I zigzagged in and out of uh, in and out of this space. Whether it was working and starting my own business and, and prepaid a while back, um, and then ended up at uh, Meta way back in in 2011, originally working on our risk teams and mm -hmm. supporting uh, our payments platforms teams. Throughout my whole career, I always wonder: Am I just going to be working on payments? And took some diversions along the way. I spent uh, about two years leading the product team for virtual reality at, at Meta. Wow. And uh, got to know, you know, about last year, got to know Zach and the team here at Plaid. And, um, you know, in short, as I got to know the product, the business, the customers, uh, just saw on what Plaid's doing, something that I could work on that could make my kids and their kids pretty proud of what we're doing. And, you know, got so attracted to this confluence of the developers that we're enabling, uh, the customers that we get to work with, and also a product that makes consumers' lives better, particularly through finance super appealing and felt really uh, unique and opportunity that I wanted to jump on. And it's been seven months and it's been great so far. Awesome. Um, yeah. Every time it sounds like you tried to get out and, and payments just pulled you back in. Can't get away. <laughs> I hear that from a lot of folks in our industry. Yeah. So, so we've been, we've been covering plaid from, from the early days and, you know, through the, you know, the, the intended acquisition with Visa. And then there was, you know, there was, there were some issues there and, and, you know, there was talk that Plaid at that point could get into payments and obviously eventually it did. Right. So, so maybe, maybe you can talk to us about what Plaid's intentions are around payments. Yeah. You know, it's an interesting thing. 
not a lot of people know that Plaid already is deeply powering payments right. for so many customers. You know, even at the time, people say Plaid's going to get into payments. I think Plaid really already was at that point mm. uh, working in payments. You know, we started, gosh, 10 years ago, uh, really uh, working on allowing people to have greater financial connectivity and link accounts, as you as you know. But what has really transpired through that time is a vast uh, majority of, or a vast chunk of our, our users, our developers, our customers are using Plaid, not just for giving people greater capability in the apps and the FinTech apps that they're building, but also establishing that connection quite specifically through our, our auth products to understand someone's uh, bank information to then facilitate an account funding. Mm-hmm. And so it's really already been the case. Like even today, um, again, not a lot of people know this, but we're, we're powering over a billion ACH transactions a year through the connectivity that we're enabling. Awesome. So, so great. So, so, so that was, that's like kind of core functionality and then maybe account to account. Um, just talk, I guess, where, how, how, how Plaid's approach to payments has evolved. Yeah. So that's, that's really the thing is as our customers are looking to us to help them move more money has kind of opened up the demand from our customers and the, and the opportunity for us to provide that much more value for them. Right. So we started with the uh, account connectivity, which is, at this point, reasonably well known. Mm-hmm. I've started to expand on top of that. I think most recently, uh, uh, a huge development was a product we recently launched called Signal. Mm-hmm. And that allows not just uh, our customers to go beyond just establishing a, connecti- a connection to the account, but then to assess uh, the risk and uh, and how they can then more, uh, more effectively move that money. So Signal is this product that reduces the payment risk and fraud through a machine learning system we have behind the scenes that helps uh, customers understand uh, with an ACH transaction the likelihood of that transaction going well or not. And how important was it to marry Signal um, with moving money? Yeah, you know, especially with ACH uh, has this uh, like underlying challenge that when you're when you're initiating an ACH transaction. That transaction can take anywhere from moving quickly in one day to sometimes taking up to three days. Three days, right. And there's a fair bit of fraud risk in ACH, uh, and there's a fair bit of uh, uh, risk to the underlying account having the money that you need uh, to pull. And Signal has really um, allowed our customers to unlock real value in the ACH uh, by basically getting back a risk decision or risk recommendation on that transaction. So like there, and the customer stories on Signal are just really, really, really powerful. There's a company called Uphold, let's say um, digital asset uh, wallet product. Mm-hmm. And they call Signal every time they allow people to fund those accounts. And then through that, they've been able to allow 95% of those account fundings to happen instantly with almost no increase in, in, in returns or fraud. So John, tell, tell me how Plaid um, fits in sort of the payment stack. Yeah, so a lot of people know Plaid historically through our auth and balance product, which allows people to establish account connectivity. And the vast majority of our customers work together with a lot of our partners to process those payments. So Plaid works with 50 or more of leading companies that do A to A bank payments, whether that's Square or Checkout.com, Marketa, Galileo, Nuve, or Douala. So people, our customers can come 
bring their own processor and then use Pi to do the connectivity in the process. That's the that's historically where we've seen uh, such a huge long-term growth. On top of that, recently, it, as we've talked about, uh, we have a product called Signal that allows our customers to move that money faster through uh, machine learning and better risk management. We also have a product called Transfer, which is for customers who just want one provider. They can come to Plaid and uh, book to us to do their processing as well as account connectivity. That That's powerful. Um, you know, one of the things that I find interesting just looking at the U.S. payments industry is like um, – ACH, which is much more popular in other countries, you know, ha hasn't taken off in the same way in the U.S. And um, maybe we can talk about some of the reasons you think why that is and, and, and how we get beyond those, how we move beyond those. Yeah. I think the biggest gap is that it's not instant. Yeah. When you go from sub-instant or like anything greater than instant to instant, you see huge changes in liquidity in the system and then the use cases within the product. Like another case we have is like Robinhood, who's like adopted Signal. Mm -hmm. And uh, you like just see like a huge precision improvement, thirty percent precision improvement, and uh, like a reduction in the false positives. Because what you know historically happens with the ACH, a customer or any account sender has to decide like, do I trust this user? How fast do I move this fund? And all the errors that can happen in that process means they like winnow down how they can apply ACH to work in their particular use case. And so, particularly like with better risk systems and signal, we're effectively in a kind of a synthetic way, allowing our customers to make the ACH rail, which as you know, isn't fully instant, synthetically like behave like an instant rail. And then that's massively opening up the applicability of ACH as a general, uh, more broadly applicable way for people to move money. Right. So, so they have that float risk otherwise without signal. Um, but to me, it also, I think it's the U.S.'s dependence on credit cards or at least, you know, our predilection towards credit cards, particularly for bank revenues. Like how like do you see that evolving um, as ACH becomes more prevalent? Are we moving away from cards in a way? Hard to say. You know, when I when I've talked to consumers, I think folks like you and I. I don't know about you. I'm I'm like a points guy. Yeah, speak for yourself, man. Yeah. <laughs> so there, are, you know, we we think everybody's like us. We think everybody's like addicted to credit cards and addicted to points. And when you actually look more broadly at the the US segment, you see people are using debit a lot more. Mm -hmm. Um, and so that is, you know, I think the consumer kind of being locked to credit isn't necessarily totally true when you look at the US holistically. But but even so, like more broadly, what, what we're tracking is this like interesting evolution that we see at least applied where it started out, you know, very focused on like fintech and and fintech apps mm -hmm. providing these new types of services. But what's really started to evolve is this notion of like embedded finance showing up all around in commerce. Mm -hmm. So whether it's like buy now, pay later or prepaid cards, my last company was in prepaid, so I watched that closely. We see these like micro versions of finance start to show up in more day-to-day -day use cases for how people end up transacting and living their lives. And those are those use cases where we see ACH today and maybe some future bank rail someday really becoming more applicable. So at least in what we're seeing today, it isn't necessarily like stealing share from, from credit or even debit necessarily, but instead it's just growing the overall liquidity uh, that people have and the different services they use and by allowing them to more instantly move the money around between their services. Awesome. And, and it felt like um, in some of the materials I read about Signal that, um, I don't know if it was true, you sort of built it alongside the Robinhood use case. Is that is that accurate? Like, um, I guess 
that's it's a deeper question I have more around Plaid's focus on how you build products and 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 cu the customer input cycle to that. So maybe you can address like how you see that working. I know you've only been there seven months. Yeah. Yeah. You know, it's probably the most fun part about being here is it really is an environment of co-development with our co-development with our customers. Mm -hmm. We're super fortunate. The roots of, the, of this company was really built on and through co-creation with amazing startups who are building neat things mm -hmm. and solving these problems together, whether it was early days of Venmo or Robin Hood and many other like emerging fintech companies. And so, for example, like this morning, I was talking to a customer who's uh, uh, building a certain type of marketplace and they're doing like, customer onboarding and they're using Plaid for a certain piece of the business, but they call this and say like, hey, we have this other thing where we kind of need to stitch in an identity so that we can then extend credit to this customer. What do you think we can do? And we started to co-create and co-build in that particular case. So it's like really deeply in the roots of like building through developers. And that has then allowed us to do something like Signal, which is listening to what those customers had as a problem. And then also having kind of the ability to look, look into the solutions we could provide and then launch them iteratively with these, with Robinhood and, and many more at this point. It's interesting also, cause like from where we sit, like you have Stripe that started with the, you know, pure payments infrastructure is moving now into like, you know, account aggregations at, you know, um, I'm just kind of curious how you see that playing out. Not, I'm not interested in Stripe per se, but like sort of where the where the market is headed in terms of being able to to serve your your clients. Uh, with regard, like this pretty broad question. Anything more specific on that that you're? Yeah, I'll, I'll, I can reel that in. Like, um, is what's happening in the market that like your clients will start with a particular plaid product? Um, and then sort of expand into a broader range of Plaid products as they as as they turn to Plaid, I guess to for uh, they rely more on Plaid for more of their infrastructure. It generally happens a lot that way. Mm -hmm. The vast majority of customers come to us because they're excited about early bank linking, and then they ask us to do more. Whether it's like more in uh, making the onboarding experience better and optimizing and increasing their throughput at the top of the funnel to then carrying through to things like what we offer with fraud prevention and like ongoing transactions. I think that's like part of the magic too of when you're working with uh, like this B2B to C kind of space where you have kind of infinite zones that we can co-create on. We can co-create on making their business more efficient and helping them save money. We can also innovate on opening up and expanding their top of funnel so that they can grow faster. And so we can move on both of those axes. Interesting. And I, I guess I'm curious for your perspective. I know it's still only seven months caveat, but <laughs> um, because you touch both fintechs, embedded use cases, as well as financial institutions, like how you see financial institutions playing a role in, in the, in the sort of digital finance economy that's, that's sort of being built slowly as, 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 you know, history unfolds here. Oh, they're absolutely central. I mean, uh, Plaid has now uh, connections with over 10,000 different financial institutions. And uh, what has been really fascinating is the level of innovation and development that's happening there. I think a big power behind that is consumer preference shifting to being excited about and demanding greater connectivity from their bank or from their financial institution. And then that has kickstarted a whole new world of innovation where we see a lot of our 
financial institution customers actually spearheading a lot of the new innovation on in how data works and how we can be how privacy works to to ultimately unlock a lot more value for customers. I mean, so definitely connectivity underscores all of this, right? Like, yeah. Um, but but it it felt to me like banks almost pay lip service to this, right? Like it's our clients, our data. Um, do you see them getting gospel? Do you see them understanding like sort of that central role that they play, but also needing to, to, to open up as well? Yeah, I see it happen. Dif- different pockets and different teams and then becomes like core to, uh, to how the bank ends up building. Um, and that's also spearheaded by a lot of the, the entrants, whether it's uh, Chime, who's a customer of Plaid, to many of the others who are like, to some extent, showing an example, leading the ways at the way. And then we often see the bigger, uh, the bigger banks uh, follow quite quickly along, along on that. And what about cust- like B- that, the B2B, the C piece? Are the, is there a pull there as well? Like do banks recognize, well, our, our customers need this or they're requiring this now? Do they see it as like yeah. a, a necessity? Uh, yeah, we're starting to see more and more of that. I think there's uh, there's examples now where I've seen banks boast about how interconnected they are, mm. which is quite a long way that that uh, the whole industry has come since the early days of Plaid. I think, you know, I aspire to it to go even further where you see banks even further competing by, you know, the ability of openness and, and the capability that they enable. You know, a lesser known fact too is that there many, many banks are actually customers of Plaid and we see that segment growing really fast. Interesting. Um, I had somebody on the show the other day um, who said that open finance in the U.S. is just um, just a facade. Okay, those were his words. Um, but his point was that, like, you know, as much as there's there's a lot of talk about it, um, that that banks still, for the most part, are are reluctant to 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 share. Um, I, I guess we we can just use it as a pivot point. I'm, I'm curious to to know um, where Plaid is headed in the future. You're you're seven months into this role, like. Where are you taking your group and 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 some of the big priorities I guess that you have ahead of, for you? Yeah. I think open finance is a real thing, and that's like as evidence based on the interconnectivity that you see with consumers and and liquidity and and the growth of how much people are using different uh, fintech apps. It's absolutely exploded. <laughs> I think uh, like in terms of like looking ahead, I think we're very much in uh, balancing and and like innovating on two dimensions. On one hand, our customers really are looking to us to like to bridge to the future. And we can spend some time talking about what that looks like, particularly in payments with whether it's like new rails or future innovation. And at the same time, really being present in the realities of today, you know, cost cutting is a thing and being more mm-hmm. efficient as a customer is a real thing and opening up and being more optimal with whether it's your ACH or your onboarding is like a real thing to eke out more growth. And so that's like what's kind of fun is you we can sit down with our customers and have both of these conversations um, and drive for optimization on today while also like uh, really experimenting on what we see coming around the corner with new rails, et cetera. Yeah, I am curious to say, I mean, like, let's 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 talk about the future. Um, I guess we're talking about speed. Um, how big a role does, you know, real time payments play in, in sort of how you're thinking about the market? Yeah, I think. You, know, you can look overseas to Europe or down to Brazil or even up to India to see the potential of unlock that you could see with like a more native, interconnected, real-time bank rail. 
at the same time, I think in the present day, we're already like making really fast progress here in the US. We talked about Signal, but again, Signal's this way of actually allowing the US banking rails, ACH rails to behave in, in a large way is how that future should be. Mm. Um, you know, I think whether it's like FedNow or RTP or, or choose your favorite like future rail, I think it's quite clear that like on first principles alone, those, those new rails are coming in they're real and they will exist. The, the true reality, though, is that it is going to be a little bit of a patch quilt for some time to come. And so it gets fun with uh, what we get to do at Plaid is help these customers navigate through that. And, you know, we see specific use cases, particularly today, right? RTP payouts is like a, as a real thing today. Mm -hmm. We can help our customers when they want to move money out fast, help them decide what's the best way to route that money. And then we can also give consumers the ability to see that money deposited right away because Plaid gives them the underlying bank connectivity. So there's things we're doing to help customers mm. kind of start to step towards that in that like interconnected way in today's world towards what maybe something that's three, four, or five years out. I like that. I like the, the looking at payouts. We had we had a guest on the show recently who said like payroll or you know instant payroll away is probably one of the first use cases for RTP. Um, Maybe you could take off your plaid hat. I'm curious in, in John's hat about given your experience at Meta and, and, and you know, artificial, whatever, like what's your view on, on crypto payments? It was something we were talking a lot about last year, at the, well, maybe 18 months ago, and, and the market has changed. I mean, like, is, is that a viable rail is in the near future? I haven't seen crypto uh, materialize as a viable independent rail. Yeah, I think yeah. two things were true in the past. First of all, just the transaction cost was real. Second of all, you always had the on the on ramp, mm -hmm. um, and so crypto is a native payment method for say like commerce. I think is like a reasonable ways out. Mm -hmm. That said, we're just continuing. I think we're still pretty early in the value that a lot of crypto can have for people as as an asset in particular. Um, so yeah, but. <laughs> That's that's my like view on crypto as, as payments. I think it's gonna it's gonna take a while before it becomes a, a an actual like commerce payment rail. I appreciate that answer. Um, I guess we have time for one last question. I have a question for you, John, about um, maybe just looking in retrospect. Like, so you've been in that role for seven months. Like, I guess maybe just something a reflection on something you've been surprised about or something you wish you've learned on the, on the job that a new perspective that you hadn't seen before or something you wish you would have known seven months ago. Um, something, something that reflects, I guess, um, your experience as, as head of payments. Yeah. Maybe I could share something more like on a, on a personal level and moving sure. from, from 10 years at Meta and then to, to Plaid, you know, I think what has been really interesting is to transition into a new company and like, learn as an individual what were the stories what was the lessons that i learned in this in a prior company and how can i apply them here and then also what are the things that operate differently in a fast-moving company like plaid and i think like the common theme that has like emerged to me and it's been really satisfying and exciting is just the notion of learning fast and meaningful and, and driving meaningful impact has been extremely rewarding at plaid and what I mean by that is like on one hand, like working in a company that takes what we hear from customers and then being able, and being able to very quickly translate that into a product and value for that customer and grow that is absolutely satisfying and exciting. And we saw that with RTP, which we heard our customers ask for it. 
we immediately began tinkering with this and we see huge value already being unlocked. And then the second piece is just learning. And when you were able to operate this fast, um, you know, lessons from the past are handy. And that's like, um, we all like to, you know, think through what we learned from a prior context. But the real meta is like learning how to learn. And that's the piece that has been like broadly reapplicable. Uh, and that's been super satisfying. And to be in an organization that, that is able to learn so fast is um, extremely fulfilling and makes me really grateful to be here. John, thanks for joining us on the Tearsheet Podcast. Thank you so much.